Hello, this is Eric Chabro of the Information Security Media Group and GovInfoSecurity.com. What follows is the second part of my interview with Mark Weatherford, Chief Information Security Officer of the State of California. As we picked up our conversation, I asked Mark what he considered the greatest threats to California's IT systems, networks, and data. The greatest threat is probably the simple fact that we are so decentralized. We're so decentralized that it's hard to have your finger on the pulse of what's going on in every agency. We face the same kind of threats as everyone, whether it's a virus or a DDoS or identity theft. The threats are the same. Your ability to respond to those threats and identify those threats is, is really the biggest issue. The decentralized nature of state government doesn't lend itself well to that, to being able to consistently identify things across the enterprise. If you can't identify it, it's hard to respond in a consistent and appropriate fashion. We have so much sensitive personal and business information on all of the, the citizens and businesses in California that protecting that information, that, that specific data, is kind of a constant worry of mine because it is so ubiquitous across uh, state government. Switching topics just a bit, I was reading your blog you wrote shortly after you returned from the uh-huh. Black Hat Security Conference, and in your blog you mentioned three sessions that you enjoyed attending. I'd like to discuss each one briefly and how they relate to what's happening in California. So first, the session called, I Just Found 10 Million Social Security Numbers. <laughs> Are such breaches a problem in California? Is this among your biggest concerns? That specific talk was not about a security breach. That was some research done at Carnegie Mellon where they were able to use public information and predict social security numbers using things like date of birth and state of birth. Just simply because of the non-randomness of the numbers, they're actually able to predict the social security numbers of people from, I think it's, it's called a master death file, MDF. So that's what that one was about. That kind of goes back to my previous comment about we have sensitive information and think about all of the different state agencies. We have a lot of sensitive personal information about people, so it's very important that those individual organizations understand where that information is located within their agencies and that they are, in fact, providing the the appropriate levels of protection for that. The second session was cloud computing models and vulnerabilities. Can cloud computing be secured for common use at the state level? What's being done in California regarding cloud computing and securing it? We haven't moved wholesale into the cloud environment yet. I think that probably in a few years we won't have this discussion because we will be doing a lot of business in the cloud. I do have some concerns, obviously. Once you put information out in the cloud, you do lose a lot of access to that. You lose a lot of control of that information. And I think, as I pointed out in the article, sometimes you may not even know that your information has been subpoenaed or if, in fact, it's being accessed by other law enforcement agencies until after the fact. I think it is a concern that that once you put things out there that the vendor that you're working with is providing the same level of protection and due diligence that you would apply within your own agency. Obviously, there's tremendous cost benefits to doing that and not having to maintain your own infrastructure, not having to have all of the skills at hand to do that. Quite frankly, governments and state governments may not be as quick to adopt cloud computing as the private sector, and there are probably some agencies and some kinds of information that simply will never be appropriate to put out in the cloud. Certainly things like national defense and critical infrastructure type information, things that you consider very, very sensitive, is probably going to be a while before you see a wholesale adoption of cloud computing for everything. 
The third session was called Reconceptualizing Security. Shouldn't cybersecurity be constantly reconceptualized as threats grow and change? Well, that was a Bruce Schneier talk, and he's got a pretty interesting idea on applying psychology and economics to the protection and security of information. We are probably a little immature, probably like most state governments, and looking that far out to some of those kinds of things for our security. I'm still involved with some of the more mechanical aspects of protecting our information rather than getting out and thinking about the economic benefits and the economic implications. Now, I say that, but but uh, let me step back a little bit. Certainly the current economic environment in the country has caused us to take a little bit of pause and look back at some of our personnel issues because there's obviously a little bit of worry about how employees might react to things like layoffs, things like pay cuts. My office has been fairly proactive about making sure that agencies are paying a little bit more attention to employees' behavior, certainly employees that are being laid off. The whole psychology of decision-making, we're not really into that here yet. Can't afford to have that kind of luxury. Yeah, you can only afford so much, and I can't afford a psychologist on staff. Mark, I thank you for taking time to talk with me. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Eric. That's Mark Weatherford, California State's Chief Information Security Officer. For the Information Security Media Group and GovInfoSecurity.com, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.